Welcome to the Yarner Babe podcast, Set That Bitch Free. I have the most gorgeous person from social media speaking with me today, Tiffany. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. This is going to be great. Tiffany is a professional coach. You're a brilliant speaker, and you're also a recent author. Yes. Which actually just gave me chills to say out loud. Your book is called This Year I Will. Can you just like tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So it is a guided journal. So I love that my first book is a tool for you. So truthfully, the book becomes your own. It has a series of prompts in the beginning to help you sort of identify, because a lot of people come to me and they're like, I don't even know what my goals are. We -hmm. think that we're living in alignment with what our values are, but for many of us, we aren't. And so it helps give you clarity, um, move through what really is most important to you and really get to your why. And then it has, you know, weekly prompts over 52 weeks to support you gently, compassionately, kindly, because that's really the energy I believe helps us change and move forward Mm -hmm. to know what's working and what's not and help slowly course correct to, to be more in alignment, you know, to create what you want. So that's what the book is designed to do. And people are already, you know, giving me feedback that they love it and they are finding that it's this like companion on their journey. So I couldn't be more thrilled and so happy that it's touching people's lives. That's amazing. I mean, I love that you're calling it a companion. I just feel like on a journey such as self-discovery and then, you know, all that self-work, like there's no greater thing than support. And I love that you've created another level of support. Yeah, we all need it. We're not meant to do it alone. No. (laughs) And I love also that it helps identify the why because I couldn't agree more. That is, that is it. It is it. I don't know. Someone, I saw something that totally resonated with me. It was like, we have to discover why we want what we want, but like know that we deserve that. Yes. We deserve the why. Yeah. And the why wouldn't be placed there if it wasn't possible, you know, because not, we think that everyone has our, our similar desires, but not everybody desires a book and not everybody desires a family and not everybody des- you know, desires the certain career path or love in the way that we do. And like those dreams are truly our own blueprint. And if we have them, then they're possible. And if we, you know, if they, they wouldn't be there if they couldn't grow from the seed that they are. So our why is sort of that home base. If we don't know our why we can chase a goal. And if it's not connected to that deeper purpose or, or an intention that's truly like honorable and an integrity for ourselves, we end up getting to what we want and we're not fulfilled. And that's kind mm-hmm. of a bummer, although a great lesson. Yeah. I mean, I also think that it's a, a big thing that I've realized over time is that the only limits that we have are the ones we choose to believe. So knowing why you want what you want and knowing that you deserve that, for me personally, I think was a big shift. Because I would sit there and I'd be like, I want, I want, I want. And then I didn't really know why or what having those things would even do for me. Yes. And so I never felt like anything was going to be enough. I never felt like I would be enough. Yes. I'm so glad you share that because so so many of us don't share that. Like I'm chasing this because I believe if I get this, I will be okay. Mm -hmm. And through inquiry, through getting curious, like, okay, why do I want that big house? Like, why do I want love? What do I believe it represents for me? We can then fact check that. Like, is Mm -hmm. that true? Is that what I really believe? And 
then we can also learn to cultivate that feeling because we really, we're all trying to get something because we think it'll make us feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And the goal isn't to just feel that way when you get to it. The goal is to feel that way on the journey. And I know this is like really one oh one, but a lot of us, I, a, a lot of what I say, I always say people already know this. I'm just reminding them. Like mm-hmm. we all are really repeating most of the same messages that have been deeply true for since the beginning of time, right? But we need the reminder because we forget. So yeah, until we know what we really want and learn to believe that we're deserving of it and also learn how to cultivate it in everyday life, you know, that's really where freedom is and happiness. So I love this book. Going to get me one of those. Oh, I'll send you one, girl. (laughs) I need one of those. I want a little companion, a Tiffany, a little Tiffany in, in my back pocket. Yeah. But speaking of, I would love to hear a little bit more like about you, I guess, and about a day in the life of Tiff. Like what's your morning routine? What's your workout routine? Like I know you're planning a wedding also. Like how's that going? Yes. So my the, a day in a life looks different than it did a year ago. So, you know, a year ago I was still working my day job in a clinical setting, building my coaching business all around that evenings and weekends. And so I took the leap um, after I'd built up my coaching practice to a place where it was sustainable and, you know, had scaled to a place where it could provide me stability. So now my my life really looks like a dream um, that I've worked really, really hard for like 20 years to get to. Um, so I found before I was working out whenever I could fit it in. And now I've learned I can work out when it's optimal. So I found I'm really like a morning person. I'm a, I'm a eight o'clock to nine o'clock start class time. Like that's when my body works the best, has the most energy. Um, So I wake up and my goal is before I touch a phone or an email to touch my faith. So I wake, wake up and pray, you know, literally scan my body before I open my eyes in gratitude. Like, thank you for this bed. Thank you for my health. Thank you for my breath. Like When I wake up in that way before my feet hit the floor, it's a different kind of day. So I'm really working on that spiritual practice. And then I see clients throughout the day and, you know, throughout the evening, because I have clients all over the country, some in LA and I I move between central and East coast time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, pockets of clients, pockets of work, writing, creating content, all that kind of stuff then for the rest of the evening. And then Usually um, I will, you know, make dinner um, because that's become like a therapeutic practice for me. Just love cooking before my man gets home when that's kind of my days on repeat. (laughs) I love that you love to cook. I love to cook too. I see that in you. I love watching your amazing recipes. They're so colorful and beautiful. I mean, for me, honestly, like cooking is an act of self-care. I was talking to a client about it yesterday. I'm like, I feel like people think that or I mean, I know that people think that self-care has to be some like crazy, it, like lavish thing. And it's like, yes. to me, the, my most prized and effective forms of self-care are singing and cooking. Mm, well, please keep singing. Never stop because your voice is like an angel. And <laughs> yes, cooking. And it's so... and and. For the people who feel connected to that practice, it's available to everyone. It's not a retreat in Bali. It's cooking with food. And and for me, I love the colors and the and I love that it takes it's so mindful for me because if I'm anywhere else in my brain, I burn stuff, put in salt instead of sugar. I also love to bake. So it really forces you to be present. Mm-hmm. 
and then nourishing myself and people I love with really great food. When someone just has that, like, mm, this is so good. That's like, I love that feeling. It's the most validating. I know. I love it. <laughs> yes. So I love asking people this specific question. Um, I actually start all my sessions this way. And I'm, I chose to start all my interviews this way because I feel like we are programmed to fixate on what's not going well. So we magnify all the things we still have to do and things we still have to accomplish. And we minimize the actual shit that we have accomplished thus far and like completely disregard the little wins. So I would love if you could give me anything that's currently going well that you haven't shared so far for you or has gone well within the last week. I don't care how big or small. Mm, Love this. And it's so important what we focus on grows. And so what is so many things are well, and there's almost a little bit of vulnerability in sharing that. Why? Right. It's not, it's why we don't lead with it. Like, but I just came off of a trip from California. Um, a, A fair amount of my best friends have moved out there. And so I had a week of just like such nourishing sisterhood time with some of like my angels. And so we hiked and we farmers marketed hard and we talked um, late into the night and we had all of the green juice and we smelled (laughs) all the flowers. And so that's something I'm coming off of that felt really good. And I was so in reflection of like the work that it took to create these friendships Mm -hmm. and how incredibly supportive my tribe of friends are. And so that is one thing that I feel like is better than it's ever been in my life. I, the, the female relationships mm-hmm. um, that I have right now are truly out of this world. I love that. And I'm super, super grateful for that. So that's great. Um, my relationship with my man is so good. It's always good, but it's so good. It's so interesting. We are in a little like not seeing each other for a couple of weeks. We moved back and forth between Chicago and Michigan. He had to travel a lot. I wanted to see my friends. Then I'm going up to Wisconsin to see my family. And it was like the amount of trust and peace and connection that we have when we're not even seeing each other and he's crazy busy. And even if it's like one phone call of a a day, like the peace I have in this relationship was not always the case. Yeah. Um, Let me be clear, like past relationships, I did not have this level of trust and serenity and like freedom to just fully live my life. Um, So dear Lord, is that something that's good right now that I've worked really hard on um, to call this kind of man in? And so that's so good. And yes, we're planning a wedding and getting all that going. So we're in a good spot with that because it's coming up in the next four months. It goes by so fast. Dude, doesn't it? It wild honestly it's wild you blink and it's like what yes and then you blink and you're like how did I just get married where was I I remember we saw I saw you at Leah Shavi we were swapping out getting our treatments and we both go to the same esthetician and you were like you know and I loved that moment because you were super honest and you were like it's amazing and it's also really hard and I so appreciated you in that moment that you didn't like sugarcoat that part because it is hard for Mm -hmm. me. So much is coming up so much around my people pleaser um, that, you know, you think you heal and then you get married and then it rears its head like, Oh, but everyone has to be happy. And you know, who's traveling too far and how hard. And so I've really had to work through a lot um, in this process to, you know, get Mm -hmm. activated. There's a lot there. Oh yeah. And I mean, I just, I feel like, 
you know, initially I was like, do I share that with people? Like, I don't want to burst people's bubbles. But then I was like, honestly, I kind of need to burst people's bubbles because I wish mine was birthed before I went through the process because I had all these unrealistic expectations for like planning a wedding and the engagement year and all of these things because I'm actually the first of my friends. It's not like I went through it with someone and saw it. I sort of, you know, was the guinea pig and I was shocked by how much came up for me and like how emotional it was. And I was like, isn't it supposed to be butterflies and rainbows? And it wasn't. Yes. But that wasn't a bad thing. Ultimately, like there are really high highs, but then there were some low lows. And I just think it's so important to acknowledge the fact that the roller coaster of emotions is normal. Yes. And then when you're in it, you don't make it wrong because you're like, oh, everyone else describes this. And I think with motherhood, the same thing, you know, the more that we have people be honest about their struggles, their challenges. It's like the less we feel like we're the only one, the more normalized it becomes and then the less weight we give it. And mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's all good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big deal, <laughs> this kind of commitment. <laughs> so of course things are going to come forward. And ultimately, if something's going to come forward, it's it's giving you the opportunity to process through it and to like grow. So yes. I'm grateful for all that came forward. It was stuff that I thought I had worked through, but obviously I needed to go further. Yes. But I just feel like it's so important to acknowledge it because it doesn't mean you're marrying the wrong person or, I mean, no. it might, but for me specifically, it didn't mean that I was, I, I'm so happy that I ended up with Daniel and he's everything and more that I could have ever dreamed of. But like, it had nothing to do with him, you know, like yeah. the stuff that was coming up had everything to do with me. Agreed. Same. <laughs> that was the first time I think I actually met you in person. And I was like, oh, she's great. Oh, same. <laughs> but I love that all of that is going well. Those are the epitome of why I asked this question. Things that we may take for granted because we're lucky enough to have them, you know? And yes. so have something, we don't necessarily appreciate it as much as I feel that it is important to do. So yes, thank you for that. But when... When you were younger, I mean, did you, like, th- looking back on your younger years, do you think you you imagined your life to look like it is right now? You know, that's such a great question. And it's it's super crazy because I did. So I ran into my seventh grade teacher years ago, maybe within the last five years. And she was like, what are you doing? And I was told her, and she's like, that's, you told me that's what you wanted to do in seventh grade. And so for me, I did have this calling on my heart. I knew I was meant to be a therapist, but I ultimately knew it was leading me towards doing my own thing and coaching as more of a a modality. So I knew I had to know my stuff. I knew I had, for me, not, and this isn't everyone's path, I knew I had to get that clinical experience. I knew I was going to work, you know, in a variety of different treatment settings. And then I knew ultimately it was going to become my own sort of like type of intervention or work. And Mm -hmm. so, yes, I mean, and I always knew in terms of my relationship that I would be marrying someone who I felt like was the best man I knew. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that I would be working primarily with women. I dreamed, I didn't know, I dreamed and I hoped that I would write books that would impact people and truly like I've done the work around this, like truly not from a place of ego, but truly from a place of like books saved me, mm-hmm. like saved me, like mm-hmm. at different times in my life, you know, books ended up in my hand 
that completely altered the course of my life. So I hoped that one day, whatever I had learned, I would be able to share. So I did know sort of like that calling in my spirit. And it's kind of, I'm having like a weird feeling. I mean, not weird, bad, but like amazed feeling sharing this, but like, yeah, holy shit, I'm in it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Took a lot longer than maybe a lot of people thought, but I, I guess I didn't have a vision for time either of when it would all come together. So yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, you're such a light on social media for me. Like, I'm serious. You are literally like, no, you're like sunshine in a feed. But like, how do you stay positive, I guess, and present with yourself while simultaneously sharing your life? So I, I'm always in inquiry. So I'm like, if I'm reacting to someone or I'm, I'm creating a story, you know, in reaction to who they are, I like to get curious. Mm -hmm. Is this something that I need to you know, create inquiry around in terms of like, am I creating a story about her? Am I creating a story that if she has it, I can't have it? Am I, is she highlighting something that I need to step into? Um, And so then I'll do that work. And then if it's a yes, then, then that's on me to process through it and figure out a way to relate. And I've had so many beautiful people reach out to me and say that they've had that reaction to me. Mm which is so honest and courageous, you know, like, Hey, I was, was getting activated. Like you had these things that I want. And I was telling myself a story that I couldn't have it. And that conversation within ourselves and with, with other women is so powerful and so beautiful. So there there's that level, but then if the answer is no, it's simply, I don't like the message or the positioning or, you know, the way she's making me think about my her, the way she thinks about her own life is how mm-hmm. is how I'm thinking about my life. Then though, then the mute is like a blessing. It's I like totally a agree. sweetheart. I send you on your journey with love, and maybe we'll I'll reconnect with her when it's time. Mm-hmm. But it's we tell ourselves a story that makes it good or bad, and I think whatever you know, I think there's things where we can just avoid and not deal. And then that's like a spiritual bypass of a lesson that you can learn from your reaction. And then there are times where the boundary is super necessary for your mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I'll just share, as I follow, follow a lot of really badass women, I'm sure you do too. Most of my friends are entrepreneurs in this space doing amazing things. And I, and I, one, you know, reaction that I've had is there can be an element of, for me, too much focus on, and I just post, reposted a quote today about this, but like too much focus on achievement being the be all end all. Language around crushing goals and like constantly making shit happen. And and for me, my belief system is that my inherent worth is just because I'm here, because I'm a soul and a spirit on this planet. And so it's easy for me to get caught up in that language of I'm not doing enough in comparison to what's occurring and so that's sometimes why I'll, uh, why I'll stay off of Instagram at certain times because I want to re- – like for this last trip, like I was completely in the moment. Yeah, we storied and stuff, but I wouldn't post the stories till the, the next day. I would like take the story of the butterflies on the hike and then just like go back to my moment. And all of my friends on that trip have done social media or their own business, and we were all in that stage of like no one was trying to get the shot for the gram, mm. and it felt so – damn good. And I stayed off of like the energy of, oh my God, like everyone else is making moves while I'm like being super present because that for me didn't 
resonate. Like mm-hmm. I really believe in presence over pushing. Um, and I believe that when we're in flow, all everything that now I work harder than a lot of people I know. It's not about not working hard. It's that sort of that sort of energy. So that's the stuff that I find myself being super cautious of online and making sure that I only consume that kind of message, you know, in small doses. Cause mm-hmm. I think it can really really lead to not great things like this. I know so many women, I'm not doing enough. She's doing this. And if I should be like crushing that word, I'm like, I don't want to crush anything. (laughs) I agree with that. I do. I love that. It's true. It's like, and and that is like an element of the highlight reel. I mean, it doesn't just have to be someone looking like gorgeous. It could be someone looking gorgeous, but then also blowing up in whatever field that they're working in. And and I think that's so important too, to reframe it in the sense where like we don't necessarily have to crush anything to be successful like it doesn't have to yes it's a weighted term I never even thought about it like that but it's true right and so many people I think are presenting that they are but we don't know the truth of that I I know plenty of people who are like yay I made this much this month and I know for a fact that that wasn't actually the case. Mm-hmm. So there's some of it. I love that you called that out. Like the highlight reel comes in many, many forms. Mm-hmm. It's not just the way we look. It's, you know, the way our house looks or what, you know, yeah. this room might be clean yeah. where the other room is full of shit. And <laughs> you might've had this month, but this is also going on. So yes, I, and we just, I think when we know that we can manage our expectations. When we see social media through that lens, we take it with a grain of salt, but when we see it as truth, that's when we get, you know, on the struggle bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, even with engagement and followers, it's like, I oh, yes. I don't want to care about that shit. But, you know, if you work with Instagram, it's there's a fine line between the days that you don't care and the days that you do. And it's yes. like, I would love to hear, I guess, you know, how do you work with that? Or how do you turn that volume down in your brain if it ever turns loud when when you worry about engagement or worry about followers or anything like that or pleasing your followers I guess yes oh god does it happen yes of course and it's always when like because truthfully for me I've really not put really ever much energy there Mm -hmm. so I'm just now working on scaling and impacting more people but truthfully, my business has grown super organically. Mm -hmm. Um, My clients have come to me because of the value that I add and a tiny little caption. Mm -hmm. They've learned to trust me. A lot of them have been following me for years and they're like, okay, I'm going through this. I want to work with you. So my business has sort of just evolved without me having to push or position. And so for me, I've just sort of flowed with it. But when I get into comparison, I say, oh my God, look at how she's growing. And it's also important to remember Mm-hmm. very likely the person who looks like they're growing dramatically, there's something at play there because yeah. to really build a following takes a lot of work and a lot of organic effort. So mm-hmm. whenever I get activated, I just want to remind myself that could or could not be true. Mm-hmm. Like her, her numbers, her engagement, her likes mm-hmm. Two, I hope it is for her because <laughs> God bless it. Right, like yeah. that mindset. I think when we're like, it might not even look like that. It actually, doesn't serve us. It feels like crap. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, we might feel better for a moment, but then I'm like, okay, but I really hope she's doing that well because if it's around me or I can see it, then it's possible for me. Mm-hmm. But then I go back to like, what do I really believe? I believe that even 
if I'm always following those rules, like I post only when it's complete for me, when the positive or negative reaction doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And if only one person is served by it, then I've done my job. Yeah. And always, you know, when I feel that call to my heart, I feel like God just like sort of speaks, like I'll be wanting to post about something else. And then all of a sudden it'll be like a download, like, no, do this. Mm -hmm. And then I will always get people who you probably feel this way to respond and be like, that's exactly what I needed to hear. And all the likes in the world won't make up for that for me. I agree with that. For so sure. it's super hard. You got to stay, like we were talking about the why, you got to stay connected to your why, be in service, be in trust. And for me, I just trust that if I continue to add value, the people who are supposed to see my work will be touched by it. Because mm-hmm. there are people, I have friends who are crushing it in their businesses and don't have huge followings. Mm-hmm. We have this like delusion and illusion that the bigger you are, the better you're doing. Totally. And I don't always think that's the case. And I think that the more you you are and the more vulnerable you are, like that is what authentically grows a following. Yes. I mean, at least that's what ha- people ask me all the time. Like, how did you, how have you grown? And it's like, my, my following started to grow when I started to just share more of myself mm-hmm. and like actually share myself, not just share what I think I, what people wanted to hear, you know? Yes. And it's another thing. It's, I, I got this message. This is actually, I haven't even really talked about this, but I got this, I got a message maybe like a month ago from someone being like, um, why don't you get a lot of, first off, I don't know if you deal with like haters, but typically I wouldn't answer. I would just like decline the message and be like, cool. This has nothing to do with me. This is obviously in you and it's whatever. But this one kind of struck a chord with me because the reason that I post is exactly what you're saying. It's to touch that one person. Not mm-hmm. people. Um, but I got mm-hmm. a message being like, you know, you don't get that many comments. Like, do you even really have a job or something? Like, and I was oh. like, first off, <laughs> hello. Whether or not I get a lot of comments or not has nothing to do with why I post. Right. For whatever reason, my following personally likes to communicate with me via DM. Mm. And that works for me. You know, yeah. and it's like Instagram for me also was never my my goal. It's just sort right. of an additional amazing support or platform, I guess. But it's it's it was never my goal. My goal is to reach as many of and as many women as I can, just like you, and or and change the way that people feel about themselves. And it's like I feel like people put so much emphasis on engagement and people who don't necessarily know why we do what we do or the intention behind it think the mm-hmm. things that matter are the ones are the things that so don't. Yes. So I really appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's so hard to stay connected to that truth. We really have to like remember to not be of the world because the world is going to tell us it's about numbers. The world is going to tell us you'll be happy when. The world is going to tell us like only if you look this way and only if you have this, you know, kind of house and for me, my higher spiritual self knows that that's not true, but I live in the world. Mm-hmm. So my journey is to be in the world, to impact the world, but to not subscribe to everything that the world tells me is mm-hmm. my path. And that's not easy. You know, I always say it's like we're the, the fish in the fishbowl and Instagram and all this stuff is the water we're swimming in. Mm-hmm. So to unplug from that, to see it through a lens that is balanced and curious. It's it's not always easy. So do I have days where all of a sudden I'm like, Ooh, 
do I feel good on this app? I actually don't. So yeah. then I turn it off and I go yeah. on with my life. Totally. And I, I think that that takes like us a, a level of confidence within you. Yes. You know? So like, do you, I guess then let's segue into that. Like, what do you think it means to be truly confident in yourself? Like, do you think <sighs> confidence is something, I know it's such a loaded question, but do you think confidence, confidence is something that you could, you can learn? I guess. Yes. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just talking about this with a friend in LA and we were saying how it truly takes a set of skills um, to be a really good friend to other women who are doing well, Mm. because it truly takes confidence, Mm -hmm. um, at least in who you are and what you're there to do. So me and another friend had just visited one of my great friends and she had just purchased this like insane home. And she has this beautiful relationship, this beautiful business, and we could not have been happier for her. We were like jumping for joy over her beautiful space and just like applauding one another. And I thought, wow, does this take something? And have I always been there? No. And have I always had friends who could do that for me? No. Mm-hmm. And no shame. We're all learning this. And we have, and so to answer your question, yes, we can learn how to be this. And what I found is it takes a degree of showing up to your own life to build confidence in who you are. The more we show up, the more we honor what it is that we need, the more we tell ourselves, sweetheart, I've got your, I've got your back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what feels good for you. And confidence is really for me saying, regardless of what happens in this life, regardless of, you know, what you do or do not achieve, you are showing up in a way that is in alignment and integrity with your highest spiritual self as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And I'm confident in myself that I can treat myself and others in this life in a way that feels good. So for me, it's like this, this belief in the essence. Um, Cause there's a, this like interesting line between like esteem, self-esteem and confidence, right? So like if our esteem grows with esteemable acts, then it's value-based, right? Like if I'm good, I'm good. But what if we struggle? Are we still good? Uh, I love this. And we're all going to struggle. We are human beings who are imperfect. I'm going to say something wrong. I'm going to mess up in the future. It is inevitable. So if my value is based on me only doing the right thing, that's a dangerous place to be. But if my value is, I know the truth of my heart. I know I'm going to mess up, but I'm confident that I can, me with my faith in something greater, activate that internal GPS, that wiser self, get back in alignment, do the next right thing. For me, that's confidence. Like I can trust myself to continue to do my best. When we have that knowing, think about how we show up to other people. Mm-hmm. When we trust ourselves, then we're not in scarcity because we're like, I'm living my life in the most alignment. I'm not, you know, when it's when I found that I'm not doing things for myself or I'm not stepping up into my own, you know, dreams and that's when other people's success or skills or whatever it is feels um, triggering. Yeah, what triggering to me. Yeah, good word. So for me, that's what it means. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the gift of getting older mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is that yeah. confidence can grow yeah. as I see the challenges that I've moved through and I see the ways that I've become better. When you know better, you do better. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, confidence for me has gotten better with age because yeah. you know I thought I was confident, but it was really um, a sh- sort of a front when I was mm-hmm. younger. 
um, I was doing the best that I could, but mm-hmm. now it feels more authentic. I feel like everybody says that everyone's like the older I get, the more confident I am. And it's like, so it, for me, it's like empowering. It's like, Oh, I get to look forward to something. It's like, I think I'm confident yes. now. And like, I, I would, <laughs> I can't even wait to be more, you know what I mean? I do. I talk to my friends who are like 50 and I'm like, they're like, girl, it's better. It's better. My knees might sag a little bit, but it's better. I'm like, okay. You know? Um, and that's, I think the thing for me is that confidence truly is I like to feel good on the outside. I take care of myself so I can forget about it. Right. Cause I don't think about it. You know, I know what works for me. I work out. I don't have to think about what I'm wearing or what. So confidence for me really at this age has very little to do with um, my outward appearance. And I think that's the other thing that changes the older you get. Mm -hmm. I love that too. Because to me, I mean, confidence is so much more than your appearance. So, so much more. But I think in our early 20s, teens, the world sort of correlates confidence with that. I mean, we don't know any better. We know know what society wants us or what we're like believing because of society. Yes. But totally. What are three, I guess, lifestyle changes that you've shifted to maintain I mean you just have such a healthy mentality around this I'm just curious if you like like if you could pinpoint three lifestyle changes changes you have made to maintain it or to like come to this level of body confidence that you have or even I mean overall overall confidence yeah so for me faith I, mm-hmm. and I know I talk about it all the time and but truly like and it and whatever that is for whoever it is but for me being connected to my faith connects me to my truth. And again, like the water in the fishbowl, like when I'm plugged into that truth, the whatever I'm swimming in just becomes noise and it isn't, it doesn't stick. And so when I am truly grounded, when I'm, you know, connecting to whatever, you know, books and sermons and teachers and preachers and whatever it is that for me helps me feel in alignment I feel most confident in my purpose in knowing who I am and whose I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so that starts. But then I really believe all of the other stuff, the self-honoring helps you build confidence. So I know I've spoken about this, but I've um, – and I really wasn't drinking for many, many years. I, I saw my friend in LA and she, I was like, you know, I haven't drank in so long. And she's like, well, you weren't even doing it then. I'm like, I know, but I haven't even had a sip. And over a year and a half, I don't drink caffeine. I don't – I really don't do anything that doesn't make me feel good. Mm -hmm. And if I do something that doesn't, I notice it and I quickly correct. So Mm -hmm. that helps me build that muscle. Like Tiffany, I trust you. I'll Mm -hmm. take care of you. So I really think those are some of the things doing movement, movement that feels good, not to achieve a certain outcome and how I look, but stuff that I love eating food that feels good, not focused on like, you know, how it's going to make me look, but how it's going to make me feel. So I think it all comes down to if we listen to how, when we feel our best, truly feel our best, not for like a flash second of a hit of like a high or whatever. Sustained feeling good always guides us to what is right for us. And so listening to that and being more unapologetic about it, you know, because back in the day I would drink just because it was cool. And I, you know, felt embarrassed not to. And like, I wasn't like fun if I didn't. And now I'm like, Hey, I'm confident in who I am. I'm fun without it. And like planning this wedding, I'm going to have the best wedding and dance all night. And there won't be a drop of alcohol in my system and not, and for someone else, that's not their journey, but for me, it's what feels right. So that, that all I think has really contributed to feeling more confident is just 
living more in alignment, giving less fucks, Mm. to be honest, which Mm -hmm. is really hard to do. Um, But giving, giving more of them about the stuff that really matters. Yeah. I mean, I just, it's like priorities. It's like you are your, you are your main priority. And I'm just such a firm believer that once you prioritize you, then like everything, that's when everything becomes stronger. Amen. And that's when you can really show up for other people. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess with priorities, there comes sacrifice, which is, you know, I think there's a negative connotation with that, but it's really such a gift. So mm-hmm. I, I, what's like the biggest sacrifice you've made along the way, I guess, on your journey to success? I'm st- it's some, one, something that I'm still working on, but mm-hmm. the sacrifice is that I'm really being called to let go of is being liked by everybody mm-hmm. because it's a really hard thing to recognize. The more public I become, the more I share, I, it is impossible for me to please everyone. Mm-hmm. It is impossible for me to not mess up, to not say something that might be construed in a different way. And we're in a highly sensitive culture where we personalize things. Um, So I found that that could be paralyzing for me if I'm worried about the reaction rather than knowing my heart's in the right place and just sharing from that place. So I've really had to give up like, okay, if I show up this way, I might not have the friends that I had. Or if I speak my truth about this, I might activate people who are close to me because they think differently. Mm -hmm. So it's still a process, but like really giving up being liked by all. Cause you and I both are close with Jessica and she always, um, Jessica's wife always says, you know, if you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. Right. And you're not really saying anything then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that's, that's a big priority is to prioritize my truth and do it with as much love in my heart, but really letting go of like everybody receiving the message because it's truly impossible. Yeah. I really relate to that. That's amazing. I mean, and I think there's an element of focus there and like we have the power to focus on what we want to focus on. You know, mm-hmm. like energy is contagious. It's so easy to focus on the things that stress us out and one being people pleasing or being liked by everyone. But if we choose to focus on all those things, like it's just so limiting. Oh yeah. It's totally paralyzing. Yeah. I, I, when I'm in that mindset, I can't get anything done or say anything of value or share anything of value. Cause I'm like in my head about what this one person going to think of this. And I've had those reactions and, and then I can honor where they're coming from, but you know, and really learning like, okay, that I'm not, I've started to celebrate the unfollow, mm-hmm. you know, like, Speaking of like getting caught up in the numbers game, but when I see I lose a chunk of people after a post or after something, I'm like, yes, good. Okay. God bless you on your journey, but you're not for me. Totally. And then you can go find the people that are for you. Absolutely. So, you know, learning to just say my priority is to be in truth. And if that truth isn't received by everybody, then, you know, there's whatever, 7 billion people on the planet. We are so very different. We all aren't going to be, you know, connected to something you universal message. Um, You posted something actually also that made me smile when I saw it, but it was a quote that says like, we have the ability, we have the ability to focus or something with stresses. We can focus on what stresses us or blesses blesses us. us. Yes. And I loved that. I guess. So what do you have like a little piece of advice on someone who's list for someone who's listening on how to shift their focus from stress to bless? You know, a lot of these things, people are like, oh, great. They're going into gratitude again, like <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, like you said, the simplest things, the cooking, 
the gratitude practice, the being in nature, like we overcomplicate a lot of shit mm-hmm. and a lot of coming home to simple truths, you know, and Brene Brown's work so powerful this way when she talks, you know, the reality is, is like when we look at the things that create wholehearted living, they're not the dramatic things. They're the small moments of someone walking through the door of your dog, jumping on your bed of like sitting down to eat a meal with someone that you love. So for me, gratitude is always the practice. And I was talking to my friend who is like, I can be obnoxiously grateful. Like I can be, you know, like, Oh my God, look at that leaf. And like, Holy shit. It's so beautiful. And like people around me can sometimes be like, okay, lady, like chill out. But for me, that kind of complete, you can't be grateful and sorry for yourself in the exact same moment. You can move between the two, you can go, sorry, grateful, sorry, grateful, but like you can't be at the same vibration at the same time. And gratitude, the research around it is astounding. The impact on our mood, the impact on our mental health, the impact of three things you're grateful for before bed on depression levels, is, is it's just remarkable, the research out there. So it's proven. And so for me, I think if you want to work on what blesses you versus what stresses you, it's always a choice. You have this available to you in any moment. It's not bypassing the tough feelings. It's being present to them, but it's like, yes, but. Mm -hmm. Dialectical behavioral therapy talks about two things can occur at once and saying, yes, this is going on, but where can I focus on what is going right? Like your question from the beginning, right? What is going well? I mean, if you're breathing, you've got something to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So for me, that practice that looking for the smallest thing, um, food in the fridge, heat in the house, which are enormous things to a great many, you know, a great percentage of the planet. So I think it comes down to something very, very simple, but you get to decide if you, if you want to practice it. It's your choice. We all have a choice. Yeah. That's what's so empowering to me is like, it's our, it's our choice every day. Yes. The one thing we get control over is our thoughts. Absolutely. So raw. And speaking of rawness, it's one of the, like the single most attractive things to me. I don't know. I look for it when I'm meeting new people, just because, in my opinion, it's so rare to find these days. Like everything is filtered. Yes, yes. That's why I loved your comment at Leah Shelby when you're like, wedding planning is great and hard. I was like, yes, girl. Everything is you're, filtered. You're real. Got <laughs> to unfilter that shit. So I do like a little Spitfire um, interview. Get it? Interview. Okay. And I want to just unfilter it a little bit with these next questions. Great. So, you know, whatever comes to your mind, let it out. That's the goal. Okay. So how would you describe the feeling of being in love with yourself in one word? Peace. Yes. I love that. I love that. Um, What title would you give this chapter of your life? Speaking of books. Receiving. Mm, why? Because this, it's really a, a season of expanding my ability to hold mm-hmm. for good. I think we're not, we don't just struggle with feeling the tough feelings. I think we really struggle with receiving the good and allowing it to be present um, without fearing its loss or its absence. So for me, it's like expanding my ability to hold for all of the good and truly be present and re- literally like expand my heart. Um, for what's possible. It's not easy. No. Um, so I'm working on it. But it's beautiful. Yes. Um, so thank you for that. Is there anything that you're honestly still trying to prove? It can be to yourself or to others. 
or nothing. In this moment, no. <laughs> I love I, that. I'm scanning for it. Good. Do I have moments of stepping into that energy? Yes. Mm-hmm. But then I I kind of hop out of it. So it's it's less residence there. Mm-hmm. So nothing right now. Um, in this moment, I have nothing to prove. That's but refreshing. An hour from now, I might. You might. <laughs> and then you're a human being, so that's great. Right. No judgment, just curiosity. Yeah. What's something you take for granted? Um, I think at times I can take for like the gratitude we were just talking about. I can take for granted the small things mm-hmm. and like, I really work hard to notice when I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, like just like, Oh, I have to, you know, walk in this rain. Oh, but lady, you have legs to mm-hmm. walk in the rain. Um, so that's the stuff that I'm easy. It's easy to slip out of. Yeah. But yeah. I can, I can do that. I can find myself doing that. My mom actually always says I like we were we were just in Morocco and we were hiking the Atlas Mountains which sounds really crazy but we did it and it was hard it was a hard hike it wasn't like we love to hike but it wasn't a runyon it was not right yes let's just yeah. like that in and out easy yeah. breezy yeah um and we were all kind of huffing and puffing and my mom was like think of how like grateful our bodies are for us like we have the legs that can move us right now and like my brother's like rolling his eyes and I'm like, no, but it's true. Like we don't so think about true. Those things like it's, it's, we take no. for granted. We don't realize that like our bodies are what are, it, what's moving us up this mountain. And someone somewhere would give anything to absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What are three things that you absolutely love about yourself? Oh, I love that. I continue to try to do better. Mm-hmm. I love that I can honestly take a look at my shortcomings, find a way to love myself through them and find a way to transformation. Beautiful. I love that I truly love people, mm-hmm. that I truly want what's best for them, that I truly show up. And I really love that um, I've had the courage, like we were talking about, to, to put myself out there. It would have been much easier um, sometimes to not share um, parts of my story, to not confront some of these things publicly, but in service of, to others, I'm I'm grateful that I've been able to have that courage because it's not always easy. Um, those are three things I think. Those are beautiful. I love Thank that. You. Um, and to wrap it up with my one last question, my favorite question of all. Yeah, I would love to know who is your inner babe. I don't know if I'm answering this question right, but I feel like it's the truth of who I am. Like Mm -hmm. Tiffany is like that congruency, like who I am on the inside showing up on the outside. But my inner babe is someone who is at peace and who is full of gratitude for this life, who is in service to others and who is working to be fully present in the day that she's in, in the moment that she's in showing up in love. Oh, oh I love it. Oh, That's just like my favorite you. question to ask. I'm a bot. It's a good one. I'd like, it's interesting because you could go anywhere with that question. I love yeah. to see because it's personal. The internet yeah. is so personal. And I just, I, I love to hear responses to that. Um, so thank you so much for being here. I absolutely loved having you. It was a lovely conversation. You're so full of like grace and kindness. So thank you for having me. Thank you all for listening. I will see you back next week for another episode. And I just want you to remember that the inner babe, you already have her. 
So just keep tuning in to find her and I promise that we will set that bitch free. This episode was produced by Dante32.